All right, guys, we have a very special announcement. It's official. The Bases Loaded Pod is joining the Roto Baller Radio Podcast Network. A little bit about Roto Baller. Since 2013, Roto Baller has been grinding away, providing millions of fantasy addicts their fix with player news and cutting edge fantasy analysis. If you didn't know, Roto Baller's 2020 MLB draft kit is already live. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools, including printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points, head-to-head, dynasty, roto, AL only, NL only, you name it, they've got it. Roto Baller's premium draft kit includes exclusive access to 15 draft tools. These draft tools include printable cheat sheets for every single possible league type. I'm talking mixed leagues, points leagues, head-to-head, roto, dynasty, AL or NL only, you name it, they've got it. They also offer rankings and projections from the number one most accurate industry expert, Nick Mariano. Not to mention access to their exclusive rankings wizard. Like I said, there's 15. Those are just three. So there's so much more to check out. For a limited time, get your MLB premium pass for 50% off. But wait, it does actually get better. Right now, you can get an additional 10% off if you use promo code BASESLOADED. Just visit rotoballer.com slash BASESLOADED to sign up for your premium pass today so you can dominate your leagues tomorrow. Bases loaded and one out. Oh my God! Deep to right field, way up there and way out of here. Second deck walk off home run. Grand slam. Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Base Low is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curlin. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curlin. And today, I'm bringing a new, what I feel is an up and coming, newer analyst. To the stage, I am joined by a man who just started podcasting as, as as far as a host goes recently. This is Doug Ishikawa. Ishikawa. I'm, I knew I was going to screw it up once we started recording. You can find him on Twitter at Coaching Ish. Doug, what's going on, man? Hey, thanks for having me on, Mike. I really do appreciate it. That's actually the nicest introduction that anybody has ever given me before. Well, hopefully it's not the last one. As long as you keep up the positive attitude, you keep showing the respect that you do, man, it'll be first of many. But honestly, man, I'm glad you could join me. I know we're kind of both dealing with families, kids, et cetera, et cetera. I'm in my kid's room right now. People can't see that, but you can. We were talking about the I got the bunk beds behind me and it's a it's a it's a mess. But yeah, man. Um You sold me on the bunk beds though, Mike. You sold me on the bunk beds. Yeah, man. So I the idea of this is, you know, we do the whole we do the whole like I do these interviews and it's basically the idea is let the viewer, listener get a chance to get to know you a little bit, you know, because again, there's people only see what we put out there. The idea is to highlight you, maybe get you a little bit more exposure if we can. Not sure how big of a deal we are, but you know what? It's worth a shot. Um, in all seriousness, though, man, I know you're new to this. How long have you been doing this now? You know, I started just before a couple weeks before the baseball season began. Uh, I reached out to uh, Michael Simeon over at SP Streamer. Uh, and he was just asked if I could help out in any way. I started writing, wrote a couple of articles there first, and then um, gradually moved into trying to do a daily podcast and, um, you know, getting that information out there every day because he does such a great job of getting those streamers out there for every everybody yeah. every single day. So um, I wanted to be a part of that and wanted to help out in any way I could, and so he allowed me to start the podcast, and so that's kind of where we're going. How do you like being a host? It, it's weird, right? It's a weird like thing to get used to doing. 
It's hard. I mean, it's it's writing, it's producing, it's cutting yeah. it, it's editing. Um, but it's been a lot of fun getting to know some of the other writers on the site that we have. And especially during the downtime where there's no actual baseball happening, it's been good to kind of connect with other people and to talk and to share, you know, your passion with uh, people who uh, like the same things that you do. And this is exactly what we do here. And honestly, I give a big... Um... The, a lot of reason why I'm transitioning into this route of like, like I already did the, the and I've been doing some of the interview stuff, but I want to start doing like what Bubba does. Bubba goes out of his way to get guys that don't have the following they deserve, that don't that maybe don't have the exposure that they deserve, and I I like how he's done that. And don't get me wrong, it's been like I've been starstruck on my own podcast. I've been able to get some of these bigger names, and it's been amazing. But I think it's time to give back in a sense, and obviously launching my network, getting I plan on getting my writers on here. But it's like I've interacted with you a bunch. You do you do a great job. You have a great podcasting voice, by the way. You oh, thank are, you. You and I tell Mike all the time. I'm like, he did a good job. You um you really do. I think you host very well. And all in all, I like what you're doing over there. And I was like, you know what? Let's get let's get. Like, I have you. I have you on today. I have Corey coming on another day. I'm really basically. I skipped my own team. I'm going to Mike's team. And, <laughs> well, Mike and I do go back a little bit. We uh we both started like as far as like really giving this our all about a year ago. We can, you know he's still part of our even though he has his own brand his own podcast he's still somewhat i guess a co-host i mean i still call him a co-host of, of this podcast so it's i call our companies like sister companies obviously i'm better but that's a whole other discussion <laughs> uh, well, I'm, I'm, though, I'm super appreciative to be here oh, you know dude, me and my uh, 184 followers really appreciate it as well <laughs> My mom is probably my biggest uh that's awesome, my dude. biggest fan that I have and so you know thanks thanks so much for having me on today. Oh it, it really is my pleasure like I said I'm just trying to like you mentioned just getting content out there what better than like you said like I think what, the way you put it was perfectly so I'm just stealing it is that connecting with other people you just n- normally don't have the opportunity to do to discuss baseball with so that's what we're doing today and you you do the on the bump I believe that's the proper name of it on the bump the daily podcast for SP streamers podcast. And just in general, like what have you been the most of the topics you've been covering have been like the rotations and all that. It's been pretty pitcher focused, obviously. But- yeah. We're super pitcher focused over at SP streamer. And in, right now, because you know, the season's been pushed back because of the coronavirus, we're just kind of being able, and I know a lot of people have drafted or maybe they haven't drafted yet, or they pushed back their drafts. Um, but we still want to be able to come to people every day and, the idea of the pod was to do something very quick, five to eight minutes in the morning. I know that, you know, Pitcher List puts out something that's awesome in the morning and so does Fantasy Pros. Uh, but we wanted to kind of put our own brand and tweak on it because uh, of how well uh, Michael Simeone did last year with uh, his streamer picks. And we wanted to kind of showcase that each and every single morning. So what we're doing is just right now going around the league, giving a couple of names that we enjoy. Uh, that we have our our, our eyes on if uh, the fantasy baseball season gets underway soon. Yeah, and it's been kind of fun. And honestly, like, I, I've, I'm i just now getting back into listening. I'm not going to lie. I've been like everybody else, kind of checked out a little bit, but just still trying to support uh, everybody's work. And I it's I found it oddly satisfying just to listen to those, because they're usually like six to eight minutes long. And that's all, I mean, that's fine. I mean, sometimes I don't have time for much more. So I'm like, I'm catching an episode between chasing my kids around the apartment. So <laughs> it really is. I mean, and I really do enjoy the work you're doing. And it's, it's very simple, uh, laid out very, uh, very smoothly. And I, like, like you said, I've, met, I've seen uh, Mike Carter on there. Uh, but like you say, like a lot of the guys over there from SP Streamer, Mike himself on occasion shows up. 
you know, he's late to his own party, whatever you want to call it. Man. But, uh, <laughs> That's um, what we're trying oh, to do. Yeah, I hear you. So uh, I wasn't sure if you were allowed to even mention it, but I guess the idea is to transition the rotation talks and, and highlighting pictures you like to discussing the streamers for the day once you guys, once we get into a season of sorts. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, I, I think every, everybody's a little bit burnt out right now. Everybody had put so much effort into, oh, you yeah. know, getting ready and preparing for their drafts. And we're, we're really excited uh, for the upcoming season. And then, you know, like everybody else right now, it's it, it it's it's not at the forefront of everybody's mind, but we still want to be able to be positive. We still want to be able to to throw out a couple of names for for people to if if they want to do that every single day. Oh yeah. And you see it, you see it's it's almost like a line in the sand. You have people who are super like, oh my god, thank you for still producing content. And then you have guys like, oh, there's no season. Like there's like no in between. Yeah, there's a there's a fine line in, in, in between both of those parts. So and if there's anything good about the downtime, because you try to, again, try to be positive, this gives you an opportunity to hone in on your craft. You get a chance to kind of get your practice reps in, kind of work on your stuff. I know me personally, I've been working on like the video side of things, doing more live streams, working on video editing so I can do some video content because I feel like there's not enough of that in the fantasy baseball community. But is there anything that you've been working on or is it been more or less just trying to get better at this? Because again, you just kind of started a little bit of everything. Is there anything behind the scenes you can mention? I don't know. Yeah, I think I'm I'm my my uh, my worst own enemy here because I, I listen to myself all the time. And thank you for thinking that I have a nice voice, Mike. I appreciate that. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, it's it's very very crisp, <laughs> smooth. It's, it's smooth jazz. It's not as smooth jazz as a DVR, but you've got that good like. And it's you're not like me. I tend to sometimes I get caught up on words. And I tend to speed up what I'm saying and stumble over myself. You just keep it nice and easy. And I wish I could do that sometimes. Like as a host, that's my weakness. And I cut people I, off. So. I've been teaching for this is my 16th year teaching. Um, this is kind of just like my side hustle thing I do for fun yeah. and to keep myself young. Um, but uh, it's 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 a lot more difficult than I thought. It's it's writing the script a little bit and being able to kind of go back and forth with uh, you know as a host talking to some of the other writers that we have. Um, this is the first time that I've been meeting a lot of them. So. You know, the more times that I have them, you know, like Chris Clegg and Dave Swan and, and you know, even talking to Michael himself, Mike Carter, like you mentioned before, getting to know those guys and having those reps has is, is become really important. And I think that it, it kind of showcases itself as we continue on here. Oh, yeah. You build a rapport. That's why it's like I've been with my guys for a year now. Mike is a newer addition as far as like about six months or so, maybe. But you could throw me and Mike on a pod and it's it's smooth. You know, you throw me and George on a pod. It's smooth. I've learned to become a pretty good conversationalist and this is our first time talking, but I feel like it's going re re relatively smooth because you kind of have that natural vibe to you as well as just as being a smooth, like, let's just talk. So, which is good, which is what you need as a host this is why I praised you as a host to Mike all the time behind the scenes. I'm openly doing it now because you are really honestly, I'm just, I'm not just saying this. You are truly a good host of a podcast so far. Don't, don't not now. Don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll try. Thank you. No problem. I can only go down from here is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, <laughs> obviously there's always room for growth, but man, I, I like I said, I truly um, do enjoy what you do put out oh, and with oh, my pleasure. Now, with that being said, let's just do a, a hard cut to the uh, part of the podcast that gets into fantasy baseball. But now that we've talked about your experience, now that we talked about, you know, a little bit of what you do uh, for SP streamer, let's just get into, um, I lied. There was something I missed your favorite rotations. <laughs> I'm all over the place, man. Pitching. Let's talk pitching now. Enough you, about me. Well, you know, it is uh, actually about you because now it's highlighting. You mentioned 
this is why I actually meant to transition better than this. You mentioned you cover pretty much all these um, rotations and all that. In general, fantasy rotations, are there any overrated, underrated? Are there just specific pitchers in general that you like more than the average person? This is where you get to shine, my friend. <laughs> hey, anytime I get to talk about fantasy baseball, because you know what, we've been we've been quarantined here. You know, we've been watching way too much Disney Plus, the Toy Story 4. I've watched about 80 times so far. I'm not a big fan of Forky, but I am a huge fan of the Cincinnati Reds rotation. I brought this up in, uh, on a different podcast that I did earlier, but they went 75 and 87 last year. They were not good at all. No. They were probably better at fighting the Pirates than they were at playing baseball games. But like one through five, I love Sonny Gray. I know everybody probably thinks that he's due for regression, and he probably is, but he's a consistent workhorse for the Cincinnati Reds. He's going to go out there. He's going to throw that fastball curve slider and sinker. Um, and that 18.8% per, 18 on the swinging strike rate on that slider is why I love him so much. I was a big fan of his when he was over in Oakland. Uh, I cried a little bit when he was a Yankee. Uh, so now I'm, I'm back behind him as a Red, and I think that, with him coming out of the gate as their, you know, their first starter, I think that they're well off on on having the, one of the best rotations, followed by a guy like Luis Castillo and his changeup. Um, we all know how good he can possibly be. I think that he hasn't yet reached his ceiling. Um, he's striking out a ton of guys last year. Uh, I think he struck out 226 batters. He posted really nice ratios of three uh, 340 ERA. Um, and a 114 whip all in 190 90 innings. And so a back-to-back punch of Sonny Gray and Luis Castillo, I, I, there's nothing that you can really go wrong with there. And then if you look even further down, um, they have Trevor Bauer. And if his Twitter game can match his, what he does on the mound, then uh, you know he's a great, I think, a, a third candidate for you to take a look at. And then the other two guys, you know, you have Anthony DiScofani. He's injured a lot. Um, I love Tony Disco. I can't get enough of him, man. Love him, right? I, Mike doesn't. Me and Mike, well, we had a bet. I don't know. I guess you have to revisit that bet. Uh, SP Streamer Mike. Him and I had a bet on him versus, I think it was Sandy Alcantara. I think uh -huh. it was just a matter of uh, who finished better. I think we were going to use Razzball's player raider at the end of the season. We're going to have to revisit that bet. But, man, I am all about uh, Tony Disco. I'm about to call, I almost call him Tony Singrani every time. I'm just picturing Reds. <laughs> Tony, and that's what comes to mind. But it's uh, obviously uh, Anthony Discafani, huge fan. So, second half changes I'm buying into. Um, I can talk. I've talked about him on this podcast plenty. I won't. I started to interrupt. But I just can't help myself. You brought up one of my favorite pitchers going late in drafts. So no, I love anyway. him. I think that you know if he can stay healthy, he's he's going to be if. a candidate. Yeah, big if. But he is another guy that that I really like out of the rotation. And then anytime that I'm allowed to say. A crafty lefty, I will say that. And so, you know, Wade Miley's there and mm. he's a crafty lefty. So I like them one through five. I think that they're one of my favorite rotations. I, I'm super excited to watch what they can do um, over there in Cincinnati. Definitely. And Wade Miley's another guy that I I forgot. I think it's what he pretty much dominated five out of the six months last year, but his last month was so bad that it took his overall numbers and made him look like trash. And yeah. feel, so people don't realize that if you go look at his month by month breakdown, it was like a sub four, sub some, I think someone's even got under three, but it was a sub four ERA all the way through the season. Not much of a K guy, but more of a, what I would call like a rotation stabilizer. Just I like the word stabilizer. Cause he's a guy you could plug in 
you know you're going to get decent numbers. I mean, obviously, Great American Small Park's never good for any pitcher. But I think all in all, he's just vastly overlooked and very boring. Very, very boring. No fun. And but that has value depending on what your league so league is. So I'm all about that rotation as well. But I got to ask you about Bauer. What you are you with me? Like I think there's a happy medium between what we saw in 2018 and 2019. I think there's a happy mid to high, maybe high threes ERA guy. Obviously, we know the K rate, K potential is there. What do you see about uh, – what do you see when you look at Trevor Bauer? Obviously, when he came over last year, he gave up a ton of home runs. I think he gave up 34 home runs and 213 innings last year. If he can bring that number down, um, he's not going to go back to what, what you were saying in 2018. I think that that is the peak of who he is. And, you know, if he can find that like that, that happy medium that you were talking about and he can kind of balance his – because it was a terrible year last year for him yeah. in all regards. Um, and But if he can slide on in there and get within the, the threes for the ERA, and like I said, the pressure is off of him. You know, he, he gets to come to a staff where, where Sonny Gray is established and Luis Castillo is going to get all the write-ups. And so all Bauer has to do is go out there and do what he does best, and that's pitch. And if he can go out there and do that, with a, a, a pretty good um, offensive Reds lineup behind him, you know, they got Nick Castellanos, um, they got Shogo Akiyama. Um, I still believe that Joey Vado can choke up on his bat and walk a ton. And if they, they can go out there and produce some runs for him, then maybe that takes the pressure off of what he has to do each and every single day. Yeah, that, that's a good point because, again, the offense can really do a lot. And he, I remember with the Indians, they would just throw him out there. Like it would be the sixth inning, 115 pitches, and they would still let him go out there and give up another two or three runs. So that's like – I know he wasn't doing that so much with the Reds when he came over. You know, they cut they cut that out. But, he again, like you said, the long ball just killed him. But he's he has such a good pitch mix. He is, He's such a – he's so into the analytics. I think he just tinkers too much. Hopefully the driveline guys, because I know they have them over there working with the pitchers, hopefully they can – uh get that, you know, situated, maybe get him into a groove and get him to stop tweaking stuff because that tweaking stuff was really, I think he just tweaked himself out of being really good. I think he has like, what did he have like last year? 17 different pitches that he was throwing. So if maybe he takes 17 and he says, I'm going to just really focus on three or four, you know, he's always out there messing around. I'll take that. I'll take that from Trevor Bauer. And that's, and that's, I think that's why I liked, uh, I keep like, I almost did it again. Singrani, <laughs> Tony Descafani, uh, uh, Anthony Descafani, because when Bauer showed up there, right? This I'm just this is all in my head. This is my theory with uh, with uh, Descafani. Bauer showed up there. If you look at the Tony Disco first and second half, you see the second half he had two pitches that gained swing strike rates, that gained spin rates, and changed movement. So I feel like Bauer, being the tinkerer he is, maybe he helped uh, Descafani with a, maybe a grip uh, grip change in his in his on his slider and his I think his knuckle curve both of which like I said had different movements altogether it wasn't just spin rates it was the movements that correlated with them and both of which came became more effective and there was also I believe a pitch mix change in there somewhere as well and he, he did throw a little bit more to contact which is not something you usually like to see out of any Reds pitcher but it actually helped him limit uh, the hard contact rate a little bit induce more ground balls and there was less home runs which is Again, even if he loses a little bit of strikeout capabilities, you're still looking at a guy that just produces a higher floor. And so, yeah, I could talk about Tony Descafani all day, every day. And uh, other than that, though, man, is there any overrated, not ball pins, rotations that you could think of? I am staying away from anything that is happening in Milwaukee. I think I know that you're a big Brandon Woodruff fan. And (laughs) I, (laughs) I, I, you know, besides him, I I can't get behind anything that's happening in in Milwaukee. I know that 
people want to talk about Adrian Hauser and how he had uh, some really good numbers with a 372 ERA and a 388 FIP. Um, and he would strike out a ton of batters like a 25.3% rate. But I don't I don't buy it. He didn't throw enough innings. Um, I know people really like Milwaukee. They have, you know, they obviously have Christian Yelich there and um a lot of that's different. Lorenzo Kane. They they went the, yeah because he's like forty years old. They went the full. <laughs> they went like full raise though. It was kind of interesting. I actually kind of like their offense. It's sneaky good. I feel like and obviously obviously Garcia is really good. But it's just I feel like they just pieced together. You know Eric Sogard. They have Ryan Healy. They have you know just little parts. I'm sure missing. Who's the first baseman? Smoke. They they signed. So as far as the offensive go on offense goes, they kind of pieced it together. And I maybe obviously they're not overrated. That's more of a an avoid rotation. I just wasn't sure if there was any overrated ones. But yeah, I'm totally with you on the Brewers in general. I'm kind of obviously I'm a Bernard Woodruff guy. How does Mike feel about you being anti Hauser? Have you guys had that discussion yet? <laughs> no, no, we haven't had that discussion oh. yet. It's not gotten that deep yet. So I'm texting uh, him right now. You can text him and let him know he's firing me right now as you're sending <laughs> that text. Uh, that's awesome. <laughs> but uh, I don't avoid any rotations. You know, I I, I went through it last night. I I. Mm-hmm. I you know, I, I don't think that there is um, – everybody out there has a, a good starter. Everybody out yeah. there has about two or three guys that can go out there and throw um, really well for them. But uh, I'm staying away from Milwaukee. Obviously, we're staying away from Baltimore. Baltimore. No one else is really overrated for yeah, me. Not, I guess overrated. I guess I, I like how I like how you, the avoids. I like how you pivoted to the avoids because everybody has a price. But I thought maybe – I was trying to think of maybe a rotation that just – Based on ADP, maybe there was never anybody you ended up with, so I figured maybe that's the best way to call them overvalued, but or or whatever. But it's all, all good, man. This works. So yeah, Milwaukee. John Means though, do you like John Means at all? Because I know, dude, I have a hard time buying into him. I don't buy into anybody in Baltimore. I respect <laughs> Baltimore. I like everybody in Baltimore, but I don't. I don't like Bye. that rotation as well. I stay as far away from them as possible. They. I think that uh, they're good streams. You can pick them up if they have a good matchup. But mm-hmm. I would not. Obviously, I think most of those guys are going to be going for free. They're not going to get drafted. And so if you need somebody to pick up, sure. But I'm not picking up John Means. I still don't see how John Means did it. Yeah, I think I, I'm not even looking up. It's off the top of my head. It was like a mid three ZRA with like a over a four and a half FIP and like a five point something X FIP. And he was a fly ball pitcher in Camden Yards with a juiced ball. It made no sense to me, but that might speak to his skill set. Maybe he'll just be one of those if, if that holds true and he just has that much that, that much command and, you know, being able to be so precise. Maybe he can be better than we're expecting. Maybe he can pitch above his, uh, uh, you know, beyond his uh, ratios and all that suggests. I'm not, I'm not banking on it, but there, I mean, it's just, it's impressive what he did considering the climate we were in considering where he plays. I'm not trying to hype up John, uh, means by any mean, but John, no, you just did it. You but... just did it. High hopes, Mike, high yeah. hopes. <laughs> not, not that high. <laughs> Goodness. It's just, it was impressive how he limited the, the hard contact and induced so many, I think it was just mostly pop-ups, but, or shallow fly balls, but either way, all in all, man, in general, when you look at, it doesn't have to just be pitchers. How do you go about just player evaluations? Do you have a process you like to go through, kind of a starting point, maybe websites you prefer, all that good stuff? All right. On that note, we're going to go ahead and take a brief break, and we'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. 
Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And we're back. So I've been, I've been only doing this for a, a short amount of time, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I'm coming from the coaching tree of Michael Simeone. And, you know, here's hoping that (laughs) here's hoping here's here's really hoping that uh, it's not a Belichick tree and it's more like a Bill Walsh tree. You know, no offense to to Matt Patricia or to Bill O'Brien, especially Bill O'Brien. But anytime that you can trade DeAndre uh, DeAndre Hopkins, you do it. You just do it. But we we want to be able to, uh, you know, talking to those SP streamer guys that are on our our Twitter stream. and getting to know them a little bit better, I've taken a lot more attention to stuff like Sierra rate and FIP and XFIP, obviously K and walk percentage. I'm living on fan graphs right now. And if you're listening to this, go to fan graphs and, and give them a membership, help them out. Um, that All that content is, has been for, for free for so long. I'm just diving into it. And there is a wealth of knowledge that's there. I'm on baseball savant and Statcast. Uh, and just kind of familiarizing myself with more of uh, the sabermetric sort of idea there. Um, but when you talk to the people over at SB Streamer and you come from that coaching tree, um, you're looking at, you know, you're diving a little bit deeper into the pitch usage, the velocity changes that that people are having. And, um, you know, you're looking for three good pitches. And that's why I can't get behind you and Brandon Woodruff because he's only got two. Stop it. <laughs> you can't hate Van Woodruff. No, um, I know Eno kind of put out something about the change it possibly being something, especially with the big differential and um, and the um, velocity and all that. But it's yet to be determined. We barely had a spring training to even see how he's working on any type of pitch mix. But yeah, just in general. So yeah, fan graphs. So you mentioned uh, we had that live stream on Monday, which I actually just put out as a bonus podcast right before we got on here, which shows the age of this recording because this probably won't be out for a couple of days because I'm spreading out the content. Um, it's gonna, but yeah, we and he, Justin was on there, and uh, Justin Mason was talking about just in general, man. Even if you don't, even if you say you don't have the money to put through, put to put this one bucks, go on there and just read through it because the traffic alone drives revenue. They've mm-hmm. already had to make some cuts. They, um, you know, they're ta- they're not immune to this. You know, they rely heavily on fantasy baseball. And if you want to support even your favorite analyst, I said it on the on the, said then I'm gonna say it now. Go on Fangraphs because your favorite, even if you don't use Fangraphs, your favorite analyst most likely does, regardless of who they are. Eno Saris, uh, Paul Sporer, Justin Mason. Heck, if you like me for whatever reason, I use Fangraphs. I live on there. Ish just mentioned it. Coaching-ish, I should say. But I, I love that, man. Coaching-ish. I love that. I love that sort of handle. I love that Just name. a little bit of coaching. Just a little yeah. bit. Well, we're talking-ish, and I love it. That's what the name of this podcast is going to be, and I never do that. You know, on the flip side of that, too, with looking at pitchers, when I look at hitters, obviously there's a general consensus that's out there. There's a list. There are a lot smarter people that are talking about, you know, player evaluations and just being able to go out there and, and to gather all that information and bringing it back. You want to make your own picks. You know, I, I don't go off of ADP. It's I think it's a it's a nice starting point, but I don't look at ADP. Um, you know, the projections could be right. They could be wrong. A lot of the things, you know, we're looking at over and undervalued different types of bats. But you know, I look at a couple of things with uh, as I'm getting more into the stats is like uh, the ex-WOBA and the ex-WOBACOM. Those are really good indicators for a hitter and what their tendencies might be. Um, I know that barrel percentage is out there and the fly ball and line drive exit velocity uh, velocity is out there as well. 
So just kind of like diving in a little bit, you know, I'm not the type of guy that I, I struggled in math. I was horrible in math. Um, my wife teaches math, so let her do that. Uh, she can explain it to me, but I found, you know, all these sorts of different sort of metrics and different sort of stats that, that I can do as an analyst, but also as a fantasy baseball player to help me out on both the pitching side and the batting side, and then kind of making up uh, your own list of, of guys that you like. Gotcha. And it's, it's dude, it, it's forever a learning, like an ongoing learning process because where I started, I literally just went to glossaries. I was reading Fangraph's glossary, uh, StatCast, uh, you know, all their glossaries terms and all that just to learn them. Um, I, I know Alex Fast is doing an amazing YouTube like series breaking down the use of baseball savant in general. So, I mean, I always recommend watching those. But if you're looking to take that step and to learn, you just got to kind of do your own homework because a lot of these this is the way baseball is kind of trending. But speaking, but there is still an eye test. And you are you mentioned, you know, you have the coaching background. Do you ever just watch tape and look for things that maybe other people wouldn't know to look for? Is there anything like that you kind of do every so often? I look at like, you know, a lot of body language and I look at how, you know, you're reading stuff on all the, all these guys throughout the year and how they're interacting with their teammates and, and you, you know, you're watching them on the mound and seeing if they can start putting it together. Anytime a pitcher is talking about that, they're going to be trying out something new. I'm all, all about it. I'm watching it and watching the tape. I'm seeing if that, that makes sense. And that's carrying over or that attitude or that mindset has changed a lot. I think that especially with baseball, when you have such a big team and a big group of guys, um, you're able to kind of pinpoint that a little bit easier to, uh, you know, certain aspects, especially a pitcher when you're looking for some of those key things about them improving their game. That is pretty cool. Yes. Yeah. See, and that, that's the side of things I need to get better at because I'm no scout. I'm no prospector, but you know, I pick the brains of people who have a more hands-on approach to the game. And there are things like you just don't think to look for because as an analyst, you have the numbers given to you, but there's more to the game than the numbers. And that's why there's people who underproduce their peripherals because they might just not be, they might be off. They might be, there might be something going on in their swing that's not normally there or something or some type of bat or maybe they're going through personal things. People tend to, including myself, I'm guilty, tend to just forget that there is a human factor to this game at times. So although the numbers are a fantastic tool, they need to be utilized as a tool. I'm, I completely agree, but you'd be foolish to disregard them. So like, I think there's a happy medium between that eye test and the numbers that we are provided. Yeah. And it's, I think what, what right now too is the fantasy community is, is, been fabulous i think oh. you know reaching out to to any of these analysts right now on twitter or even if you check out what's happening with chris uh doing the the things over at baseball pods and the bracket mm-hmm. oh good luck to you guys against pitcher list coming up nick pollock alex fast coming right at you I, but, already, I already told him i'm taking him down but it ain't festival right. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know when this is going to drop but i hope that hopefully you guys I, are I had this uh, on the live stream i know people, <laughs> see it. if you watch the live stream i wrote i had a thing going across the bottom saying vote for bases loaded podcast Pitch they must go down. <laughs> and then well, i wish you guys the best you know but that's the thing is that all the- <laughs> that's true it's true it's no butter it's no yeah. butter for alex Fast. yeah i uh he yeah let's catch up on it yeah, that's uh, that's for what for people again. This isn't gonna be a video problem, most more than likely. Maybe, maybe I might just put it out there. But for those who can't see, I also had this on the live stream. It's this just in Alex Fast puts ketchup on lobster, and this is that is the length that that is like as far as I'll go as far as slander because those guys, man, they're absolutely amazing. They're huge, you know, as far as promoting the industry, making it better. They're super friendly, and honestly, every bit of what you see on Twitter, on their videos, whatever listen to them on their podcasts that that personality they have 
I got a chance to meet them in person, talk to them, hang out with them behind the, like, and they truly were the same way. They were just as helpful in person. We talked shop. Pollock helped me a lot with start uh just with ideas and how to go about starting my uh website. It's like it's like I, I these guys have really been a huge help to me, and now I have to try to take them out. It's all right. They're going down. Totally going down. Totally. <laughs> and that's the that's the greatest thing too is that it's allowed people. And if you haven't listened to all these sixty, there were sixty four different podcasts that are out there. Listen to them. I mean, everybody has a different perspective, but there hasn't been one analyst or one podcast if you haven't reached out to any one of these people that hasn't gotten back to either their fans or people that are asking questions and so you, you can teach yourself as much as like what you were saying going through the glossary at fan graphs but if you if you get stuck ask somebody they are more than willing to help you out and they are more than willing to share this wealth of knowledge so that you can become a better you know fantasy baseball player and and maybe your own analyst one day that you can run a five-minute podcast like like me or mike can do I dude, I, I started this up a year ago with no intentions of getting to it where it's going. Not only have I tried to, you know, I've I've tried my hardest to make a name for myself. I'm still working really hard at it. I've met a lot of great people in the process, and now I'm at the point where I'm trying to give back. And that's what my website was initially. Just I threw it together, and now I'm like, you know what? Let's put some content out. I'm getting guys that have they're pretty much like me, but the difference is, is I started this with not knowing anybody. I didn't have anybody willing to try to help me. I had to do this all on my own, and. I'm not saying there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously it made me better, made me want more, but I think I almost wish I had somebody, I'm not the best coach by any means, but I always wish I had, I kind of wish I had somebody that could have helped guided me in that direction, kind of have connections that I didn't have. And I'm hoping that maybe I could pay it forward now. Like Justin Mason, great guy. I got a chance to meet him finally. And dude, he was another guy that just made me want to do this that much more because he is doing basically that I'm trying to mirror that. I'm trying to be a guy that can be, that can open avenues for others. I told all my writers, like, look, if you get a better opportunity, feel free to take it. Just, you know, I'm hoping that my goal is to get you there. Like if obviously my goal is to make my site there one day, but it's not there yet. It's not going to be there for a little bit of time. So until then, if pitch list comes calling, if um, ESPN or something like that, like a huge name, like heck fan tracks, who I write for still, if they still, if they come calling, feel free to take it. I'm not going to hold you back ever. My goal is to get you to the next step. And, and that's honestly, like I said, that's my way of trying to give back to a community. that has been nothing but, amazing to me and i absolutely love it and you're seeing it for yourself you mentioned so yeah i just turned down espn right before we got on yeah. this podcast yeah. today so sorry yeah. sorry eric arabell and tristan cockroft I, I can't do that for you right now you're trying you're trying so hard to make, <laughs> make, make amends with mike right now don't worry mike will forgive you <laughs> uh, I, I actually texted him while we were talking while you were talking i was like hey uh, i'm stealing ish for my site and <laughs> he yeah he told me no i'm not allowed so i tried he said he gave me a salute. He just gave me a salute. So I guess uh, I guess I'm working told, for you now. Yeah, right. No, it was. I think it was a salute to just how well you're doing because I told him I literally wrote <laughs> "Ish is awesome." That's all I texted him. Is, "Ish is awesome." <laughs> um, you are criminally underfollowed. We will do our best to rectify that. But um, in all seriousness, before we let you get out of here, just a few players, pitchers. We talked about a few hitters, whatever you want. Give me a few guys that you like or dislike this year based on price, um, skill set, whatever it may be. Yeah, I picked three ins and three outs. Ooh, you know, okay. I'm o- always looking for value, you know. And and Mike, you promised me that you weren't going to turn this into a video podcast because I haven't shaved since, uh, you know, this is kind of looking like a Chia Pet right now. I'm not using my good camera anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, we, we anyway, wanna, so sorry. We won't, we, we won't do a video. Don't worry. I'm just gonna... <laughs> Let's move on to my ins and outs. You know, uh, I, I love uh, Mark Anna this year. Uh, I think a lot of people like Mark Hanna, but he was somebody that I, you know, I picked up off the waiver wire last year, fell in love with him. I'm a huge Oakland athletics fan. 
Um, you know, he slashed 273, 396, 517 with 20, 26 home runs in 500 plate appearances. You give him 150 more plate appearances, I think those numbers go up. People are kind of thrown off a, maybe a little bit because he's an older guy and maybe he found his stroke now, but huge fan, of, totally in on him this year. And uh, what do you think about Mark Hanna? Huge fan of Mark Hanna. Yeah, it's what you almost like somehow said it perfectly, like the way you uh, were saying it. But yeah, I like Mark Hanna. I think he's a great value. I don't get a lot of shares of him because usually his skill set isn't really a need for me at his uh, at his ADP, but you can't ignore or dislike. There's really not much to dislike about his price, so I'm with you on that. Yeah, I like his I like his ADP a lot more than this other guy who I have out. I have, I'm out on Tommy Pham. Uh, you know, he's just going too high for what he produces. He's never hit more than 23 home runs in a season. He's never stolen more than 25 bases. He's also never driven in more than 73 runs. He is a guy that has a name, and he's a great player, but he's going too high for me in drafts. I'd rather take Mark Cano over him. And then I like Eugenio Suarez. I'm looking at third baseman here. I, I, I love what he – obviously, I love Cincinnati, uh, but he had such a monster year last year. Uh, and he's just a guy that flies underneath the radar compared to a guy that I'm out on like Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant has all the accolades in the world. You know, he, he, he won the MVP in 2016 for the, uh, and he was a great, he's obviously a great player, but, uh, Suarez's numbers are, are better than Chris Bryant's and Chris Bryant is going higher than him in, in, in a lot of drafts that we're seeing right now. And then my last pick, this is what happens when you, um, are on the SP streamer, uh, Twitter handle and, and you see everything that's going on is that I'm totally in on Max Freed this year. I know that one of our <laughs> other writers, uh, Justin Johnson, who I had on the podcast the other day, he's a big Mike Soroka fan. Uh, Michael Simeone is a big Max Freed fan. And mm-hmm. all we do is kind of sit back and just listen to those two kind of go at it and talk about it. But Max Freed has a lot of upside. I, I, you know, he leans heavily on that curveball. He had an awesome ex-fip amongst the qualifying pitchers last year and his swing and pith, uh, pitch miss approach. And he's just a ground ball generator. So we already know who I'm out on. I already, we've already talked about Brandon Woodoff enough, um, but those are my three ins. Those are my three outs for the upcoming season. Hopefully. Perfect. The only thing I'm going to touch on real quick is I have really nothing to add to that. It was great. Uh, just as far as ADP, I'm wondering if maybe the injury, because the injury that he sustained early in spring training or right before it even, that affected his ADP. He dropped like 30 picks, like borderline 100, uh, around 100 overall. He's one of those that's weird because the injury is obviously it – was, it was almost said that he might not have even missed time, and yet the ADP never really corrected. So you're still – it's almost like that you're still getting that discount. But maybe – like I'm just – I don't know, because the first and second halves, you know, vastly different numbers as well. So it's really hard to decipher which which is the real Suarez. But at the end of the day, I think the, as long as he's staying around that pick 80 to 100 range, I think there's a lot of value to be had there. I just think it's funny because, you know, normally after injury, like Paxton, his ADP has slowly started correcting. You have guys like that because as this you know, as the season's gotten pushed back, all these injuries really – pretty much have to reset your rankings and his i feel like hasn't really reset like people have kind of accepted it where it's at at least mm-hmm. from what i've seen in recent adp i haven't really dove into adp in like a month to be completely honest as well so but from what i recall he wasn't really getting much of a bump with the health trending upward yeah you know third base is super deep you know people gotcha. like vlad guerrero people like chris bryant you know people might want to slide in you know put manny machado there as well those are those names that that i try to stay away from I try to look for those underlying factors and 
you know, he's it, it just a, a, another aspect of like watching coaching is that maybe he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, he came back, he got injured. You know, he knows that his ADP didn't go up anymore. He knows he's checking every single day, Mike. He really is. But he's a guy that flies underneath the radar compared to some of those other big names. And he's protected a little bit more in that Cincinnati Reds lineup with Castellanos there now. And I think he's in for a monster season. So if his ADP wants to say where it is, let it be where it is. Let's not talk any more about him because my league mates are listening and they know what I'm doing now. All right. So draft Eugenio Suarez <laughs> and reach for him. All right. Uh, no, that's a perfect way to end it. Doug, I appreciate your time, man. It was honestly a blast. I really enjoyed this. I appreciate you coming on. For everybody listening, remind them where they can find you, what you got going on, all that good stuff. Uh, you can listen to us on um, on SP Streamer uh, doing the podcast a couple of times a week. We were going daily, but then it became too much for us to be able to put that content out there, especially without any you know actual baseball games or streaming picks for us to do. Um, so we're probably coming at you two or three times a week. So you can you know subscribe or you know obviously listen to the Bases Loaded Network too. But give us a listen. It's really quick in the morning, and uh, you can catch me on Twitter at Coachinish. At coaching ish, C O A C H I N G I S H. Exactly. I, I appreciate you uh, joining me as always, guys. And of course, don't forget to hit the five star rating review on your way out of this podcast. And other than that, guys, we will talk to you soon. <laughs>